vicious, but brilliant. Hello everybody and welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rob United Podcast. We are back again. We are do not do well, we have a review of sorts to do, I suppose, from Tuesday night. Um but then we're gonna look at we're gonna look at Shelton Town on Saturday afternoon uh, and some transfer business sort of to talk about. We'll get on that. Um Lewis Alden's back with us. Thank you for joining us, Lewis. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it has, it has. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on again, lads. Pleasure. Uh, Danny, back with us as well. Thank you for coming, Danny. Hello. How are you doing? Not bad, mate. And we have Michael with us as well with a new camera set up. Yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was told Ben would be here, but Ben uh, is nowhere to be seen. Ben, Ben, I've just spoken to Ben just prior to this. Uh, he'll not thank me for this, but I'll tell you anyway, he's got a call for... Uh, sometime after eight o'clock for a few about 20 minutes or so so he may join us um ben with his possible suspected second broken wrist of the uh, kidding of the last 12 months Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> different broken different wrist so uh, well so yeah so it, 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 if, he, if he does come on i'm sure he'll be smiling <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben in a bad mood. I wonder what that's like. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, Tuesday night's game was called off because it was cold. There was a frozen pitch. Um, it seems to divide the fans almost as much as the Freddy situation, to be honest with you. Um, it was a surprise, Mick. It was a real surprise because it wasn't that cold during the day. So it took everybody off guard a little bit, didn't it? It's a, it was a it was a surprise because some were out, but it is January, and the night before it was minus five, minus six. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, the fact that anybody would think that the club weren't taking reasonable precautions about the weather just uh, it's a bit it's a bit peculiar. Some of the some of the some of the stuff you read on social media, just for a, for a person of my age, I find it really hard to, hard to get me head around. I do, I do honestly. It's like, well, what, what do you think? Uh, it's not like a deliberate act, is it? You know what I mean? It were cold. Pitch is frozen. It happens. Get over it. We lose. Get over it. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, he was also surprised with how well we've done in the history of New York Stadium. Last season was the first time we've ever had a postponement because of mm. a pitch problem. Mm. And now we've had three or whatever it is. One, I think a couple last season, a count with this one as well. I think that's part of the shock as well. This is this is this is a new thing, Lewis, for the for the state for not as well as United's history, but in terms of New York Stadium, it's new and weird that we're having to get games called off because of the pitch. We're not used to, it, I suppose. Yeah, well, we, I think we're quite well known for having one of the best best pitches in the league, aren't we? We, we are um, our one that's looked after and everything. I think it was just, I think I don't think it helped with Saturday with a frustrating loss against Fleetwood. The yeah. fans were annoyed anyway in the aftermath of that. Um, but it's just, I think it's just been blown out of proportion, really. It's just the fact that some people think it's like a big conspiracy theory is baffling, really. <laughs> um, and I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Alan Biggs, um, mm. but his tweet the other day was, mm. I think he called it embarrassing. I think it was yeah. the words, his word. It's just a bit weird, to be honest with you. Um, he, did, he did tweet before he thought, there, didn't he? He didn't. But yeah. the thing is, he didn't, he didn't just tweet once, did he? I think he tweeted <laughs> yeah, three or four times about yeah, it. We, yeah, we responded to it saying not pull, not yeah. like saying we're right, basically what we were saying. But I think some people say I think Sheffield FC played, and I think I know Malta Bain played as well. Mm. But that, that argument's just baffling as well, considering that there's the cover on New York compared to like an open field, which would yeah. which would be a Malta Bain, and Sheffield FC obviously plays a plays an influence on it. Um, yeah, which is baffling. 
Okay. <laughs> it's one of them, Danny. From the outside, it doesn't look great, but it is just one of those things. It's unfortunate where the stand lies and the sun shines down. It's just unfortunate, but I can I, I get I get what people are saying. I understand the frustration, but then you've got to sit back and think, well, we haven't done this on purpose. And bear in mind how good our pitch has done. It's unlikely somebody's made a mistake. So if you put everything together, it just sort of looks unlucky. But I can see their points as well, sort of, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can definitely see where people are coming from. Uh, and I think some people did get very tinfoil hatty about the situation. Um, <clears throat> but we had a, we had some Lincoln fans who were saying, oh, we're scared to play them. We've heard that one before, <laughs> haven't we? From a particular yeah. county team down south. Um yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like we've said, we've been very lucky with New York Stadium in terms of not needing postponements due to the weather, despite the fact we haven't got under-soil heating and we've got <clears throat> not top-grade drainage, but good drainage. Um, so we've just been lucky, and you, now we've been unlucky that it's affected how it has. Um, but the whole argument about Maltby Main being able to play and us not, it's exactly right. It's an open field. It's actually better at, at thawing out because it's an open field and it gets sunlight and everything can disperse. But the reason why the game was called off was because the south stand penalty area was frozen solid because it doesn't get any sun. Um, yeah. So that was that was the concern. Um, they called the referee down at one o'clock for the pitch inspection uh, and he's the one who called it off. Everybody else was surprised, but even when Paul Warren went down and he treaded the turf and he's like, yeah, we can't play on this, it's too solid. So... It's just unfortunate, but like you say, it's probably just still heated from a Saturday. Uh, some people haven't let it go. Um, but the ferocity of people arguing their point of view on Twitter, it's like I had to put my phone down. It's like, you know what? I'm just I've said my piece, I'm going, I'm going for I'm going for a cup of tea. I've had enough of it. Yeah. But um one of my mates, he works pitch side on a match day and he was giving me a lot of information. And last night it was about minus seven, minus eight pitch side before the game um, and it only got up to one o'clock um, only got up to one o'clock it only got up to one degree um, at about four five o'clock ish so there was no way we were going to play on that pitch in time um, but we'll have to rearrange and I think it will probably be March 15th I think so I think that's the next time we'll in Lincoln about three on a Tuesday unless we want to play on a Wednesday but I don't think we will <laughs> no yeah, it's frustrating. Um, I get the frustration. We all get the frustration. But the, the, concern, the next concern, Mick, is, is for me, I didn't think Tuesday was that, Monday night was that cold. It obviously wasn't up to minus seven, but I was surprised that it turned out to be that cold. The concern is, is there an issue with it? You know, if in a few nights' time, Friday night, it turns out to be similarly cold or in future, I wonder if there is anything else that they can do to stop this happening again in future, because it, as you say, it's January, February. It's going to get very, very cold. I, I, I wonder, and I don't suppose you're a groundsman, are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a groundsman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can give an opinion on it. Um, do it. Uh, you know, what can you do? Hairdryers. Question. Hairdryers. It depends on the time of year. In in two weeks' time, the sun's going to be somewhere else in the sky. Mm. It's going to be higher mm. up the sky. You know, I, I don't. I, just, I can't. I mean, I can't believe I'm having to explain weather to people. To be honest, but, but you know, <laughs> listen. On 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 Monday night, Tuesday morning, when I, I got up for work at half past six, it was frozen solid. It was horrible. Uh, it was as cold as I've seen it all winter. To be honest, where where I live. Um, so I'm not. I'm not in the least little bit surprised. I'm only two or three miles from ground. Uh, unlike Alan Biggs, who was a bit further away. Um, <laughs> So, you know, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down on the other side of the fence to Alan and say that I am not surprised it was off because it was very, very cold where I was. But I was, I, like Alan, I wasn't at New York Stadium either. Did anyone see that someone quoted my tweet to Alan Biggs about listing why it was called off? Yeah, someone tweeted uh, tweeted it to him and it's like, oh, no. No, someone's tagged, someone's tagged me to an official journalist. Yeah. It's like, this is why you're wrong. It's like, oh, no. It's your career moving. Really <laughs> yeah, that's me not going on Sheffield TV at all, is it? <laughs> yeah. 
A couple of comments. Harvey Kellogg's with us. Thank you for joining us. Harvey, Jamie, with a good point. People would have soon moaned if we had played on a frozen pitch and injured themselves. Yeah. And that's the other side to it. It is obviously a health and safety issue. Um, yeah. Frustrating. Very frustrating for everybody involved, I'm sure. Um, Shall we talk about some transfer stuff before we get on to the Cheltenham business? Danny, it's been a confusing day, to be honest with you, with transfer stuff. Georgie Kelly yep. is the man. Um, the, uh, the heat of all all com- conversations. Um, the Bradford manager essentially leaked our interest, um, yep. saying that Rose and Bradford are interested, and he's now come out and said that Rose and Bradford are interested, and he's not going to Bradford because he's agreed a deal elsewhere. Having Paul Warren said two hours earlier, there is nothing imminent, and a no deal has been offered. Um would you like to get the, uh, any idea what's actually going off? <laughs> well, there is one thing that I know that I'm actually not at liberty to discuss until it's uh, like officially out there. Um, but the whole rumour surrounding George Kelly initially came out in early December um, when uh, I think it was the Derry Journal said that he's not coming back to Derry City. He said he wants to play in England or Scotland after Christmas. And they linked, uh, who was it? Um, Dundee, Ross County, Uls Bradford and Portsmouth, I think they listed as all being interested, which was then whittled down to Uls and Bradford. Um, And Bradford's manager, very thankfully, leaked saying, oh, no, we've pulled out because he's accepted an offer somewhere. And and even Paul Warren's like, why have you said that? Why have you said that we're, you're competing wheels for him? We're not having a best of luck this transfer window with things being leaked, are we? Um, but yeah, like Warney said, um, we have spoke to him um, and basically just told him the situation. We've got four strikers. We don't want a fifth unless one of them leaves. So it's definitely a pendulum whether or not Freddie leaves if we pursue Georgie Kelly. Um, but if I, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, sort of... Um, I wouldn't put money on George Kelly coming to us purely because we've seen this situation unfold before and he's ended up going to Chef Wednesday, you know. So it might <laughs> unravel that way again. I will probably scream myself to sleep in a pillow if he does end up going to Chef Wednesday instead of us. Um, but, yeah, it, it's one of them where you just have to wait and see how it develops because it's a tricky situation. Yeah, it feels, Lewis, like everything depends on Freddie, doesn't it? If Freddie goes... I suspect we'll pull the trigger. Um, he's ticking a lot of boxes. He ticks a lot of the Freddy boxes. He scored goals. Uh, what is it? Where am I going? 58 goals and 133 appearances as a striker. Country Ramster Market. So he ticks the Freddy box, it seems, rather than the sort of the Smith and Coyote box. Yeah. On paper, it looks like a good deal. I think Paul Davis saying it will be a free transfer, which suits us as well. Is he good? I think he's 25, so it's good age yes. as well. Um, there's just a bit of question marks about him considering he's not played in England before and the standard in no disrespect to the Irish League it's just different to mm. even our league even League One um, but he's got the stats to back it up um, it's just like you say it just depends on Freddie really it's, it's all seems to have gone quiet again on him apart from the, the odd Twitter rubbish you see yeah um, but yeah it just sort of depends on Freddie I, I Right now, I can't see him leaving, just from my point of view. I think he'll stay with us until summer. Um, and then maybe sell him, sell him then, depending on what, what he's feeling. But, yeah, it'll depend on Freddie. Hmm. Yeah. He changed his tune a little bit today, Mick. Paul Warren is, is talking. He sort of talks about almost needing to strengthen. Um, whereas in all his other interviews, like, he, he did go on to say he'd be happy to finish fe- 1st of February with the same squad, but when the transfer window started, he was not talking about strength at all. There was no word of strengthening. Obviously, they got some names just in case, but his tune has changed a little bit. So I wonder if something has changed behind the scenes that we're not privy to and that he, can, he can't tell us about yet. Uh, possibly. Possibly. But one of the things that's changed is that Freddie's obviously put in a transfer request. You know, So that, yeah. that, that obviously has changed. Maybe... maybe Maybe Paul Warren's telling the truth. Maybe Paul Warren's not keeping his card close to his chest. And he's telling the truth mm-hmm. with no interest until we sell Freddie and anybody. Why, is there any real reason to 
to, to think any different to that or speculate any different to that because you've seen the issues that we've seen the issues that uh, speculating on transfers has on certainly on social media and then whether that translates into into supporters behavior at the ground should freddie get a, a start or, a, or come on as a substitute uh, all of those things are negative really aren't they they're all negative mm. outcomes if you like if we sign somebody we sign somebody and it'll be the right person if we don't sign anybody we don't sign anybody we've got the right people you know what i mean all we're trying to do is is add add a little bit more in there if if mm. something is taken away in in the, in the shape of freddie so I, I, I don't see the point in speculating personally and and, and all this nonsense. Why? It's fun. Well, yeah, but uh, that's just me. I, I'm a bother. I, I, I don't want to, I, I, you know, whatever happens, happens and we'll, and we'll take it from there, won't we? You know, that's that's my view. Um, I, I trust in Rob Scott. I trust in Paul Warren um, to, to get the right people in if they feel that they need anything else. And when they announce it, Happy days. That's me. I'm happy. If they don't, I'm not going to cry. You might. I, 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 tell, uh, I tell you what will happen. I tell you what will happen. We'll discuss all this and it'll go out as a podcast tomorrow on Friday. And then yeah. we'll announce saying Freddie Ladipo's gone to, I, I don't know, somewhere and George Kelly's joined the Millers. And it'll be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's just sod's law. Yeah. That, that's bound to happen, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, Chris turned the points that we in relation to Georgia Kelly. Um, we can't expect to sit there and wait for us if he's good enough, just go and sign him before somebody else does. Now, the, the, the come back to that would be number one, he's a risk, so it's not like we're signing Freddie, who was proven at this level, and he's out of contract anyway. So, from his point of view, if we, we appear to be based on the names linked, we're the highest ranked club out of them, we're nearly a championship team, so he would. he he should wait realistically if i'm in his shoes i'm thinking i want to wait see if rodham are available because like, you've got to assume we're going to offer more money because we're a league one club we're a highest place team what's the harm in waiting literally 10 days because the transfer window ends in 10 days so it seems to fit all around for him to wait because hopefully freddie goes from freddie's point of view and um there is no rush it feels to me there's no rush on this one i might be wrong um Joe Dapo also, yeah, their, their season ended in November, did Danny, you say, Danny? Yes. Uh, yeah, they, they only play a summer season in Ireland, so their next season's 2022 in April, I think, yeah. when their season kicks off again, I think. Mm. Yeah. It just depends uh, on how desperate he is to play football, in my opinion. If he's, if he's chomping at a bit to play football, then he will go to Bradford and work his way up, or whoever else is interested and work his way up but like you say I think the main risk with him is that do we really want to take someone from the League of Ireland which again no disrespect to League of Ireland we don't know what their standards like because we don't watch it because we're all English um, but would we take the risk on taking him straight from there and then putting him into the championship without bedding him in first in League One if that makes sense yeah. And, and like and like you said, yeah, it might be in his best interest to wait another ten days or so uh, to see if Rotherham become available, and then if not, then he signs with somebody else on the end of the deadline. But if he's desperate to start getting himself busy in English foot, English or Scottish football, then if someone's got a contract on the table, it's well within his right to just go, yeah, I'll come and play for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, and there's always, you know, throwing a left field one. Warney might have feel that we need somebody with goals, and he may feel he wants to load JJ out. Now, I don't think that's the case, but you never know with the games that JJ has played. That's always something that could be the case. Um, Owen OB, apparently, it was <laughs> scheduled to go to Lincoln, but all well, it lasted. <laughs> At least it would be a bit warmer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, anybody, any got any little transfer rumours? There was a phrase Birmingham one which has gone quiet very quickly. Uh, anybody else, any of the transfer rumours seen bubbling up? It's just about tilt, isn't it, really? Apart from, oh, yeah. That's all, all else I've seen so far. Hmm. Apparently, yeah. he's, I think Paul Davis said he's close to, to going to Wigan now, which, um, hmm. if, he's, if they're playing what we want for him, brilliant, because it's still, still sort of parties. Um, hmm. 
if we get a if we get a um, it looks like we'll get a profit on him, which is a brilliant bit of business if we can. He's <laughs> played about ten minutes for us, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully that hopefully that goes through. Couple Again, that's another bizarre one though, isn't it? Because advertisers are saying a deal's close, but then Yorkshire Post went, "Oh, it seems the deal's off." It's like, lads, which one is it? Yeah. Pick one and stick with it. Yeah. The, the newspapers that report on Rotherham seem to be doing a bend where they can't stick to one mindset throughout <laughs> what they're talking about, and so it's like, "Oh, it might yeah. be this, oh, it might be that." Just pick one and run with it. If you think he's leaving, stick with it, like the advertisers mm-hmm. doing, because obviously Paul Davis is a little bit more in the now. Um, but with the Yorkshire Post just going out, it appears the deal's off. It's like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen to Paul Warren's words. He seemed pessimistic about the deal. But then when does Paul Warren not seem pessimistic about a deal, Mick? Every time there's a transfer, until it's literally signed, Paul Warren's always concerned. And I, I suppose it's just that, but it's probably just that, isn't it? it that, that's his personality, isn't it? That's how Paul Warren is. You know, he's, he's kind of. Um, it, it comes across almost sort of lacking in the belief that things are going to go right. Does, does that make sense? <laughs> you know, he, he seems to be always expecting things to, to to go wrong kind of thing. So, yeah, it, it was a bit bizarre, that Curtis Tilt thing, because I know Paul Davis sort of tweeted uh, that um, that the deal was, there was, they were talking, you know, they'd been talking and it, it was almost imminent that something would go through. And then within seconds... Somebody else yeah. tweeted saying he's going to be stopping at New York Stadium to end the season. It's like, well, <laughs> I, I trust Paul Davis. Whatever Paul yeah. Davis tells us, he will have been told yeah. what the what the club's official line is, and you've got to stick with club's official line, aren't you? You know, because that that's gospel as it as it stands. That's how it is at the moment. Or or are they double bluffing us all after uh, after what happened with Freddie? Who knows? It's all fun, isn't it? <laughs> all fun and games. I, I, I understand we've got a bidding for it to to bring in Esther out of retirement. That was my, <laughs> that's my my last one, um, and I know I know that Lionel Messi's not happy at PSG. He's not happy in Paris. I can start that rumor again if you want. Um, <laughs> I think if Messi was to come here, he would have to pay us to play for us, wouldn't he? Yeah. It'd be yeah, like yeah. the whole divvy, divvying out subs to come and play for your local pub team. <laughs> like, yeah, you can come and play for us, Messi, but give hundred k and then a week, and then you can come and play for us. I think that's part of the deal, to be honest with you, Danny. <laughs> oh no, I've not leaked some, have I? <laughs> uh, brill. I suspect with, with the tilt one, I think I think because Paul once said something along the lines of "I'm preparing for him to be here for the rest of the season." I suspect Yorkshire Post or somebody's gone. Oh well, that means he's stopping for the rest of the season. Um, he did say other stuff as well, didn't he? I think it's important to point out. Um, yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, for tilt's sake and our sake, it's done. Yeah. Because um, unfortunately for him, he's not needed, and that's that's the black and white of it. Unfortunately for him. Um, yeah. There we go. Uh, midweek game, there was only one midweek game that affected us. Wigan came from behind again to win. Um, they've still got a few games in hand. They're still behind us in the tail by a point. Um, did anybody watch the game? No. Me neither. <laughs> I was too busy, too busy crying about pitch being frozen. Man. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> <any> football. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, nothing really changed in midweek because of that. We don't we don't know a lot about how fixture congestion is going to affect teams, but let's talk about football that's actually well scheduled to happen. Um <laughs> Cheltenham coming to town um on Saturday afternoon. Uh, the first time we've played them at home in a little while, 2013, 2012, sorry, was the last time we played them at home, uh, which was a 4-2 victory. I looked at the table earlier, Danny, and I thought, you know what? I'm surprised they're up there. What 14th, 15th. And then I looked at their recent form, and it's rubbish. Uh, they haven't won in their last nine or ten. The last win was in November, and it was against Gillingham, who we know are very bad at the minute. Um, I, I I was expecting a tougher game, and then I looked at the fixtures, like, actually, we might be beating them at the right time here. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I had a look at their, their press before coming on, and they haven't won in 2022 yet. Yeah. Um, 
But knowing the potluck that follows rolled through, there's a first time for everything. And because you haven't won in 2022, we'll just go, here you go, lads, there's three points for you. <laughs> um, but no, with Cheltenham, they have actually um, started recruiting really well. I think they've got a young lad in on loan from Tottenham who's just signed, so he's looking to make an impact in the FL. Uh, they've signed a guy from abroad, uh, I think from a Norwegian team, I guess. I think, I think it's Norwegian. It sounds Norwegian. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so they have been recruiting players quite well, but it almost seems like they haven't bedded in yet and they haven't clicked. Mm. Um, and yeah, like you said, it is quite surprising that they are, what did you say, 14th in the league? 14th, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so they've obviously picked up points earlier in the season and been coasting a bit with more draws. But, you know, it, it's one of them games where... They lost uh, three points in the last minute against Charlton last time out with a last-minute winner. So they'll be looking to improve on that, which is sort of bad news for us because they've already played a team with a very strong squad. So it's like, right, just go again, but improve. You know, so it's a bit, bit of a um, t- teeth clencher for me. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, potential banana skins all over the shop this season. This is this mm. is another one. Um, yeah. They've drawn the joint most amount of games this season. They've drawn 10 games, only them and Wednesday that have drawn double-figure games, and that's how they find themselves in there. And to be fair, bear in mind that where they came up, Lewis, and what their pre-season expectations were, they were, I'm sure they would have bitten your hand off for their league position and well, their yeah. run they've had. Yeah, they're just um, the position they're in. If they stay up, they're buzzing, aren't they? And that's yeah. I, think they're, I think they're about seven points clear of safety at a minute, uh, something like that anyway. So if they can stay yeah. around that, they'll be they'll be happy with the season. I know Michael Duff's highly uh, regarded, so he's doing a good job over there. Mm. Um, I've noticed when I look through the guide, they've got an absolutely awful defensive record. I think they've scored conceded forty five this year. I think only Donny and yeah. is it Morecambe that are worse? So that's pretty yeah. Yeah. Don't want to start jinx it like, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, they've got a couple of decent players. Like Alfie May used to think he used to play for Donny, he mm. scored a couple for him this year. And um, uh, Callum Wright, I think it is, who plays attacking midfield, he's their main provider. Um, yeah, they'll be they'll find a tough test for us. I think uh, we've got our winning games coming up are, are full of potential banana skins. I think we've got Crew, Atkinson. Uh, I think Don Donny are throwing in there as well, so it's just them yeah. type of games that we need to position we're in, need to get past. Um, mm. Yeah, just get back onto momentum. Yeah, absolutely, get back on the horse. When we played them at their place, Mick, it was a two 0 win in the end, but it was really comfortable two 0 I thought we, I thought we were comfortable with that team. If they had a chance, it was quite late on when it was already two 0 So we, for me, that's more of the same because. That's what we need. We need to. Get, we really need to get back on the horse and just find a good performance. Not only a win, we need a good performance. Really, uh, that the performance is more important than anything else. Really, because we're in a we're in a slump at the moment, aren't we? You know, every team's going to go through at least one bad patch of season, and we're in our bad patch. There's, there's, there's no question about that. The way that we're playing is 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 well, like we said after the Fleetwood game, just utterly toothless in that game. You just no sort mm. of. Uh, no sort of rhythm to game, no, just weren't really even involved in it as such. Um, mm. and, and that's been a theme that's run through quite a few games recently. So it's it's, it's more the performance than you know, I, I'll I would happily pierce them one nil rather than sort of you know, grab three lucky goals or whatever. Um, mm. I, I look, they're, they're a team that we should be beating, and I. I hate saying that, you know, it's not a team like Cheltenham or a team like Fleetwood or anything like that. But just from league positions alone, you know, it's a team that we should be beating. From 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 their, the stats that Lewis has just mentioned there about you know how many goals they've conceded, the team that and how many goals we've scored, they're a team that we should be beating just just on those stats alone. So, um, but it's for me, it's about the performance. It's all about the performance because if we can get back and hit that stride that we had, sort of early early to sort of mid-autumn, then we'll we'll be back on top and back back singing again. Um, Mm. So, yeah, that's that's for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree on performances. Um, So that brings us to where we think and how we think we're going to set up 
Um, it's difficult there because the performance in the first half against Fleetwood certainly wasn't perfect. There were certainly problems, but the first half performance was much better than the second half performance, which included Will Grigg. And then there's the question of sadly for Wiles potentially. We'll start with the strike force again, as we always like to. Will Grigg, JJ, or Freddie to partner Smith? <clears throat> um, I'm going to stick with Grigg personally, purely because I think he needs a good run out in the side. He needs <clears throat> um, consecutive starts to really get himself going and understand um, where to be and like, just, basically just to get his eye in. Really, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Greg, uh, but I do have my suspicions that Freddie will come on in the second half because uh, again, that's another thing that Warney seems to have um, come round a bit on in, in comments wise because he has admitted that he kept Freddie out of the side because he handed in his transfer request. He's come out and openly said that to the advertiser. Um, but like we've said before, he's he's sort of doubled back a bit and said whether or not it was the right decision, he doesn't know. Uh, but if Freddie's still committed, which by the sounds of it he is, because he's been training really well and they've had a very in-depth conversation um, <clears throat> about why Freddie handed in his request and what his motivations are behind it. But if Freddie's still committed to Rotherham, if he's still like our player, then you know Warner can utilise him where he can. But I think in terms of what's best going forward against Cheltenham, start Grig, bring Freddie on as a bit of an injection. At the end, and then if he if he comes on and runs his socks off like we have seen Freddie do this season, then great. But if he comes on and sort of reverts back to the other version of Freddie that we've seen, who sort of marauds about a little bit, that's when you have to consider is his heart still in it. But if he puts in a bombing performance when he comes on, then you know he might be able to bring the fans around a little bit too. That's my headspace, anyway. To quote Ben, I'm not a football manager, so I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. I think he, he, he talked about it a bit, not knowing whether he's played played the cards right, Lewis, about Freddie. For me, I think he's done the right thing. Yeah, Freddie could have scored a goal here and there. But if we'd have played Freddie in one of the games, there would have been a, a, certainly a reaction, a, quite a big reaction. Certainly if he came against QPR, for example, and cut straight away. I think yeah. it's not died down completely, but I think it's taken the sting out of the situation a little bit having had two weeks, ten days away from the first team. So if he does come on on Saturday, I still I still think there will be a reaction, but it certainly yeah. wouldn't be what it was 15 days ago. Yeah, definitely. I think it's more in the back of people's minds now than, what, than it was ten days ago. It's still, obviously, mm. there's still a lot of anger there, as you can see yeah. on social media, but I think it's slightly more in the back of people's minds. And Dan, as Danny said, it's down to his performance. If he comes on and runs his socks off, it will be some cheers for him. No doubt, because that's how just fickle Robin fans, isn't it? As well, any any football <laughs> really, um, especially if he scores a goal as well, that'll help. But um, mm. yeah, I agree with Danny. I think he'll, he'll start Grig and perhaps, depending on how the game goes, bring the Freddie on with twenty minutes, half an hour to go, and just see how he does. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. Mick, are you with that, or can can you see any argument for starting JJ at the minute? No, probably not. Probably not. I think Greg needs a run now. Um, I can't see any argument for, for, for bringing Freddie on either, frankly. Um, you know, at the moment, that's that's just my view. Um, I think it's an ideal opportunity to bring JJ on in the second half and give him some game time. Um, I think if Freddie wants to leave and, and the, the will is there, he will leave, you know. Um, so... But, but, for, but Greg, for me, I, I'm, I'm with Danny definitely, 100%. He, he, he needs he needs a regular run of starts and, and he'll start firing. Sunderland can't call him back now. So uh, it's exactly. time for him to start. And, uh, <laughs> Good score, 20 goals. To start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, without fear of him leaving. So, um, and, mm. and, and let's get the Freddie situation sorted out. Um, you know, I, I noticed there's a couple of comments from John Morell, the, the Birmingham fan on the... Uh, on the thing there, uh, he's, he's put on about um, thinking Freddie would face in Barnsley at the weekend. Um, I'm assuming then, John, that about a Birmingham playing Barnsley at the weekend is that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never believe anything you read on Twitter from like some sort of EFL transfer, whatever. It's got 10, um, 10 followers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mind you, though, even, even the official ones have been uh, a bit, um, yeah. 
yeah. iffy this is you know we football league world and such yes I, I will name them now because the advertiser has um i think with football league world now it's one more strike and they're out you know because yeah. they got they got the uh, grid recall thing wrong um what was the other exclusive they got wrong um stopped him, stopped him. Yeah, yeah that's it and so it's like you know that's that's two warnings now, lads. One more, and you've had today. You can't give them three, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you could give them a yellow, second yellow card, and go right. That's you done now. If we're talking yeah, football terms. Right. Um, but yeah, but I don't know. Finish to Birmingham, maybe. You know, could you see Birmingham playing? Let's say eight hundred grand, which I—that's I, I, my random figure I've put on it. That—that's going to be roughly what we're asking, real realistically. Can you see Birmingham mm. paying that cash? Really, I can't. Depends on how desperate they are for a striker. Yeah, to be fair, exactly. to be honest. Yeah. But... True. Um, I mean, if if the thing is, you, you know as well as I do, well, we all know that Freddie will get you. He will net you some goals. There's no question mm. about that. Whether it be Championship or League One level, he will net you some goals. But it depends on how you play. And and the issues that we've had with him is that his style, his sort of natural style, if you like, doesn't fit with the natural style of Rotherham United. You know, he's not a high energy, high pressing player. He's a he's a he's a he's a poacher. Um, and and he is a lower end championship, higher end league one poacher. You know, he'll 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 score you five out of ten, won't he? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's, would, it, that that does suit Birmingham. Birmingham have always been in championship terms. They've always been average. Yeah. So I can see why somebody's made that link because Freddie is an average type striker. Birmingham, I'm sure they want to be more, but they are an average type type club. So well, they have makes been sense over the last few seasons, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he'll, he'll score goals wherever he goes. He's going to score goals, and it it's just it's just the in between bits that from from a Rotherham United point of view and the style that we play and everything else, it doesn't it doesn't fit. And it never really has done, has it? No. No, it doesn't. Uh, John Miller on the Birmingham point of view says they sold an EK for 300k and working on a one in one out situation. So it might be interested, but can't see them splashing 700, 800k. No. Too much of a risk. Here you go. Mm. And to be fair, there's a fair few championship clubs in a similar boat. There's not much cash floating about, is there really? Uh, well, Birmingham have had the financial problems anyway, aren't they? And so they're being, it would appear from the outside that they're being quite sort of prudent at the moment, which is going to be a good thing, can it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's what we've got for now. I'm sure we'll come back to Freddie in a minute because how can we not a minute? Um, <laughs> the midfield, situ- <laughs> the <laughs> midfield situation is again almost as complicated as the striking situation, Lewis, because Barlas starts for me. I thought he was yeah. really good against Fleetwood. He gives you everything we need. He's he's key. But based on last week and last month or so, the other two spots are wide open because Wiles has not been on it for one reason or another. And Rathbone has not been bad, but he's dropped off his standard usual performances. So it could be Barlas a plus two of four or five. Yeah. Yeah, I think if, uh, depending if sadly it's fit, I know we, we weren't fit, we weren't included on against mm. Fleet, was it? But I think he's going off his recent form. I think he wanted to start compared to. Uh, Wiles, which is which his start of the season, they were brilliant. Wiles, but the last few weeks he has dropped off. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Lindsay came in for Rathbone either, to be honest. I think they were similar, I think they were a bit more like for like than Lindsay coming in for Wiles, for example. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if one went for that, but I can't see him making two change. I think it might be one or the other, what sadly for Wiles or uh, Rathbone for uh, Lindsay. Mm. Yeah, uh, Steve Cooper thinks, thinks he thinks he thinks he will make two. It'll Ballers, uh, Lindsay, sadly, um, with another comment somewhere else which I have lost. Here we go. Josh Smith attempted to bring in Lindsay for Rathbone or a Duffin for Rathbone and push Ballers further forward. Let a Duffin sit, uh, sadly, for Wiles if he's fit enough to start. That's interesting. Um, Mick, I, I would love to see a Duffin start, but I can't see him getting in there in front of everybody else. No, I can't. I can't. He's too similar in terms of. The, the position that he plays to, to Dan Barlasser. Um he's, he's not got that, obviously not got that that passing ability. Nobody has. 
in this division are they realistically um so uh yeah i can't i can't see a dolphin starting sadly i'm still jury jury's still out for me on kieran sadly uh, you and ben i know that yeah <laughs> listen i i know he's got it but he is no ben wiles is he and i know that and, and it's it's so difficult because ben wiles has just not been up to scratch in the last five or six performances or appearances that he's, that he's had so um yeah i don't know i, I guess sadly i run but i think the other thing I would say about Rathbone is maybe is Rathbone being found out a little bit? I don't know. He's just not been that effective, has he, in the last few no. games? Whether that's just, you know, reflecting whether the way the, the team's performed or, or what, I don't know. But uh, Lindsay, and, Lindsay and Wiles, for me, as Barlas is a good given. Yeah. Uh, we should plug this now. Plug it now. If you haven't already, you should check out the Barlasser episode. We spoke to Dan Barlasser. We put it out. Wednesday night, Thursday morning podcast. If you haven't watched that already, go and give it a watch because it's brilliant. You'll get to see his dog. Uh, his dog makes an appearance after the episode. So it's Danny's dog as well, isn't it, Danny? Yeah. Yeah, he, he wasn't very lively, my dog, though. He didn't perform as much as Barlass's dog, shall we say. Um, in fact, he's doing the same now. He's just fast asleep next to me. I won't show him off this time. I'll, I'll leave him there. <laughs> uh, um, it's really good. We really, we really enjoyed it. Um, great lad. And again, we seen with Victor Mick, weren't it, where he stopped on for 10 minutes afterwards and chatting about nonsense as a, yeah, yeah. a top guy. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about Netflix and all sorts of stuff while watching on here, watching this, watching that. It's just like, yeah. It, it, it seems to be a theme that runs through all our players, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Good human well, beings, Well, spoke to Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> there you go. Three out of three. Three out of three. <laughs> and it's a cross-section as well. You know, we spoke to Gimmer, we spoke to old Gimmer, we spoke to young goalkeeper and 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 uh, former former Premier League player. So it's like you know, it's like a cross section. We just need a striker and we've got the lot now, and we've got every 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 section covered. Well yeah, let's try and get well, Freddie on before he goes. <laughs> oh, that that that'd be a, that'd be an interesting chat, wouldn't it? Good lord! It would. I'm not sure what he's going to come back on. You call him an old gimmer, by the way. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how he's going to be about that. <laughs> it's near my age, isn't it? Some others. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so that's we've, we covered off midfield. Danny, what you haven't got to crash? You your midfield set up. Um, I think the one issue I have with trying to play Sadlier and Barlasser in both in midfield is that it sort of goes back to a, a like a straight line in midfield because you've got Sadlier in the number ten position, then you've got Wales or Lindsay on the centre circle, but then Barlasser's sorry, Alison um, is distribution's best from the quarterback position. That's where his distribution because he can dish it out to the wingers or or any sort of wide player. Um, so that's the only show I encounter with that, because I think if Warney does play Barlasser for his distribution, then you have to have the two midfielders in front of him, which is either going to be Wiles, Rathburn or Lindsay. Like I say, I think Rathburn is a little bit off pace at the minute, whether, like Mick says, he's been found out or he's just a little bit off pace, I don't know. Um, but that's the thing, if you're a bit off pace, we've got the depth to swap you out. You know, that's not, that's not a criticism, we've just got the depth, you know, so if Rathbun's on a little slump, just bring Lindsay in. Similar players, just they execute it differently. Mm. They're very aggressive, pressing players, but Lindsay's more of a, a standoffer and then he'll go after you, whereas Rathbun just runs around the pitch like an headless chicken, um, which was what I was always told not to do in football at school, <laughs> but Rathbun's effective with it, so there you go. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I would say if we're talking distribution, keep Barlasser in with the two in front of him, but if we're talking about... Um, penetration, keeping hold of the ball and um, working away round Cheltenham's back three, I'd go for Sadlier in front of the two. Mm. Yeah. And I think I think you've got to take, bear in mind the opponent. I think that, that that will have an impact. We know they're dodgy defensively. So can we have that little bit of freedom to say, right, Sadlier, this is your game. You've got to help Smith and Grigg or whatever. Um, but if we did that, then then there is an argument for Duffy starting. You start Barlas and Duffin as you two, and then you put Sadly further forward. Um, I'm just trying to shoot on a Duffin, and I really want to see a bit more of him. I'm, I'm really excited by him. 
Um, I think I think the Dolphin will come in Tuesday for definite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, the goalkeeping question: We didn't really have a chance to cover this on the last episode, um, Lewis. But the goalkeeping situation has changed a little bit. It's Vickers has come in. Um, it appears the mistake against Bolton appears to have cost victories his first team place. Unless there's an injury that we don't know about. It yeah. seems that mistake cost his play. I know Vickers was superb against QPR, but it's changed quite quickly for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, to fair to Vickers, he's done nothing wrong was, since his True. whenever he's played. Is when he came in, he was seen as like one of the best number twos you could have in this division, hmm. um, and he's not put a foot wrong. To be fair to him, not nor is well, but apart from mistake or the on mistake, nor is uh, Victor, but. Uh, I'd be happy to, to keep Vickers in, to be honest. I think he's, as you say, he's warranted his place. And um, he has been one of our stronger players over the last few weeks. So I think he's, he deserves to keep his place. Hmm. Yeah. Danny, anything to add on the Victor? You, you, would you assume Victor comes back in on Tuesday again, like an often? Yeah, I'd say uh, Victor comes in Tuesday. And if Victor does exceptional, then he'll come back in against Crew on the 29th. Crew, yeah. I think, um, but yeah, it, it's it's a marvelous thing having goalkeeper depth where it doesn't necessarily matter which one you play because they're both very good goalkeepers in their own right. Um, we've not really had that situation in a lot of seasons gone by because we've usually had like the the certified starter and then his backup just in case. Um, but it, it, it's, it's great to have two goalkeepers that we know we can rely on. All right, Victor's has a little bit more of a mistake in him than Vickers does, but Victor and Vickers have both pulled off some game-decisive saves this season, so it would be a football manager, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and to be fair, Mick, when you change keepers, it can often have a bad, really bad impact on the defence. It hasn't really. I know, all right, yes, the goal we considered against Fleet was a little bit embarrassing, but other than that, the defence was solid, he was solid. Uh, same with the QPR game. It it's strange how it's not affected the defense in any way because you you often see that when you change keeper a lot. We've got a very experienced back three. Whoever you're playing there, whoever's available. So I, I don't and, and I couple that with as you just said there that the, the two keepers are pretty much of a muchness. They're both as good as each other. You know, I suppose Josh Vickers is is more as a more experienced keeper and probably got mm. less of a mistake in than. Uh, than Victor has, but I, 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 as far as the likes of Woody, Wes Harding, Michael Heckwe are concerned, you know, I don't know, and Reg, I don't think they really care who's playing behind him because they've got confidence in in mm. whoever it is, and they know that they're going to behave in the same fashion, really, pretty much, you know. So, yeah, I don't think it's an issue. I think it's only an issue for Victor and for Josh Vickers. Uh, they're the only two people could have an issue with it because you know they're competing with each other. But like Victor said, when he played us, you know, when he when he talks when he spoke to us, uh, he's as happy for for Josh Vickers when he when he has a good when he has a clean sheet and makes a couple of good saves or whatever as he would be if he'd done it himself. And and again, that's sort of a testament to the way that warney has got this team working for each other. So no, I don't see it as an issue. Who's who's between sticks? To be honest. Fair enough. Um, there was good news in midweek. Although our game wasn't on, the reserves had a game. And Angus McDonald made a return. I think it was captain. Yes. It was a very, very young side. Um, amazing news, Danny. Really, I'm really happy to see him yeah. back out on a reserve game, but back in a red and white shirt. Yeah, it's um, the first 90 minutes of football he's played since Cardiff in May. Um, and, I mean, he's edging it ever closer, which also probably prompts the Curtis Tilt situation to move a bit quicker with Wigan because we've got a defender coming through anyway that's going to be like a new signing. Um, and I listened to his um, his interview we did with the club today and he's absolutely buzzing to feel like a footballer again. You know, he's been, isol- he's been isolated, training on his own, just running. Now he's back in with the squads. He's in the match days, um, match day 18 now. Um, so yeah, it's great to see. And like, even though the club said he's most likely to get another run out in the next game, is it called the Central League Cup that the reserves are in? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Their next game's on the 1st of February. So <clears throat> if we don't see Angus in the squad for Doncaster, it'll be in that game doing full 90. Um, but I hope to see him at least make a cameo, potentially against Cheltenham if there's a call for it, or um, against uh, Cambridge in the Pizza Cup as well. We do have the option to now. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just great to have him back. Um, and the welcome he's received upon his return has been fantastic as well. It's it's almost as if he's been in the squad the whole time and he's just come back from not 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 a big injury. Um but you know, it, it's just nice to have him back, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice to see McDonald on the squad seat. Yeah. Yeah. And and it has given the lift like a new sign, certainly from the fans' point of view, from what I've seen, it's like a new sign and that, that that excitement of him is like we've just signed him. Uh, and sometimes you need that. And you know, when you're on a little bit of a bad run, it's good to have that little bit of good news, that positivity. You've got to assume the players are feeling it to a similar extent as well. Um, I'm really hoping we see him against Cambridge. I don't know if I, I don't know if he's fit enough to start the game and like, get an hour under his belt or something like that, but we'll talk about that on Sunday. Um, is there any argument for you, Lewis, to change the back three? Reg, Woody, Icky with the back three against Fleetwood. Again, the goal was rubbish to concede, but other than that, they were very good. Is there any reason to change it? Not for me personally. Um, I feel slightly bad for Harden that is out of it, but the the way they're playing, there's there's no reason to change it. Um, mm. They're both in all three of them have been solid as a rock or in all games have played. So not for, not for me personally. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. Um, Joe Dapper, Joel Dapper, uh, can we see both wing backs being changed as well? He wants to see Miller start because never seen Mikel Miller have a bad game. Like adding if he's fit, which is a good point. Which is a good point. Um, apparently he is fit, Mick. Um, everybody's fit apparently, uh, although he might be behind something a little bit there as, as he sometimes does. Um, can you see Chio changing? He tends to drop Chio out occasionally by way of a bit of a. Did against Chelsea last time? Yeah, he did. He mm. did. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if if he. The thing is, if he drops Chio down to the bench to rest him or whatever, then Wazardi's going to come in in that position and, and, and take the wing back position up. Uh, is there any any reason why you would think about dropping Shane Ferguson? I mean, I can't think of a reason. Other than the fact that he's a little bit older than the rest of the players, does he need a bit of a rest? You know, I, I he's been exceptional the last few games, and, and I'd love to see Mikel Miller as well. I'd love to see him back in the team, but I, I suspect on that on that point, and I, it's just my opinion that until Shane Ferguson either gets injured or doesn't have a particularly good game, I, I suspect Miller might just end up coming on as a substitute. Um, mm. Just to give him that rest, I can't. That's just that's that's going on based on the fact that that's what's happened with just about every other position in it so far this season. Yeah, yeah. Can you see a change? I know, but I agree with I agree with McDanny that I think Ferguson's been really good. So really good in the past month or two. The only reason the change is injury or a change in attack to add that extra pace. But then, like we saw actually on last time, do you want that for the last half an hour, last twenty minutes, and really kill him at that late on in game? Yeah, I mean, it is another interesting dilemma for Paul Warren to work out. Um, but in terms of uh, Chio and, and Fergie, they do all right on their own. <clears throat> they sort of complement each other a bit. Ferguson's more of your uh, experienced experienced head on the ball who gets into that into that position and crosses the ball in, whereas Chio sort of just kills them off with pace. Not quite as good at crossing the ball in, but he still gets into the position and creates the chance. Um but yeah, I think the only reason, <coughs> excuse me, we dropped Fergie is if we wanted to hit Cheltenham hard and fast in the first half. Because mm. um, then if you've got, <coughs> excuse me, um, if you've got Chio and Mikel on both sets of wings, their back three will have will have a tormenting time for dealing with that amount of pace. Uh, because Cheltenham sort of set up with a uh, more of a defensive wing back thing, whereas we're more attacking wing back. Mm. Um, but then do you want to just sort of match them up a bit more and then kill them off at pace later in the game? So I think I think we will stick with Fergie out on the left-hand side and probably with Chio on the right-hand side because they didn't do much wrong against Fleetwoods. 
like we said in that in that review, we were just toothless up front. Um, but if you provide the chances, they will eventually score. So I, I think just stick with your, your two wide men as they were. Yeah, I agree. Um, Chris Tether, any news on the exit strategy for the weekend? Maybe now we don't have a large away following until Wigan in mid-Feb. We've got it sorted. Um, yeah, that's certainly not going to be a problem with Cheltenham. Uh, we might bring about 100 fans or something like that. Not a big, we're just not very, not very well followed. Not massively followed club. Um, you never know, they might have finished the work. It's been how many years? I like how we all laugh at that because we all know it's not true. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's, dear. Not that's not going to happen. It's also worth noting that the COVID restrictions are being lifted from next week, so we will be able to return back to a full capacity. Well, full capacity except the 1,200 we can't have because of building work, so not full, full capacity, but over 10,000. Um, you never know, it might be finished. Although, if it finished, club would have probably told us, wouldn't they? They probably put a statement out. Like, yeah, it's trendy now to put statements out, isn't it? Like every other, every yeah. other championship in League One club, isn't it? Um, Can you imagine council finishing a job within, <laughs> within, within, a, within a six months after the end of its when it's supposed to have finished? Uh, that's going to be still doing it next February. It's still going to be the same next season. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's bizarre. I, I, gonna... I, I'm, oh, sorry, I, I'm just I'm surprised there's not been anything more made of it. You know, uh, it certainly certainly in local press and everything else. I'm, I'm really quite surprised, but I, you know, football's not that important, I guess, in the scheme of things, uh, particularly with what's been going off. But uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think it's really really dangerous. What the, the current exit strategy? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I know we're going. To, I know it's going over old ground, but the last, the last game, who did we play? I can't remember who it was when it was in Bolton. Bolton. Um, we we were we didn't leave the ground till probably fifteen minutes, twenty minutes after the kick after the the, the end of the game, and we were still stuck in it. We were still queuing. We we're still st- wandering around a dark car park in a massive crowd, you know, trying to trying to find your way down a little tunnel. That's twenty minutes after end of game. You know, it's it, it's taken a long, long time for for, for fans to clear, um, and it's just not not good, not good at all. But anyway, uh, Wrighty says on YouTube that they've put a new path in that runs between New York Way and the train line at the same level as the South Stand car park. So there may well be a new exit strategy. Um, if it okay. it wouldn't surprise me if they've put it in and then they don't use it. Yeah, it's like them them temporary stairs that they put in to get into the disabled car park. I have not seen one person use them. And did we play when I when I was in the East Stand? I think when we played Man City when we when we were in the East Stand, Mm. and I went and looked at the steps, and they taped them off. It's like yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it just goes back to that age-old saying that me and my mum have and just go, well, it's over from counselling to <clears throat> They have definitely got at least 16 silly decisions every year in them. And I think we're probably at at least the seventh this year already. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Uh, it'd be nice to be back. We're, we're excited on Tuesday. It's been, what, it'll be 22 days, whatever it was, since New Year that we've been back. So it feels like a long time. Um, and over the next couple of months, we're going to be there a lot. We'll all the games we've got coming up. Um, so let's couple up. Let's just finally finish off with some predictions. How I think it's going to go. Um, Lewis, let's start with you, mate. How how's Saturday going to play? How do you think? I think I'll I'll go three one Millers. Uh, I think it'll be tough, quite a tough game. But I think our quality going forward will prove the difference in the end. I think they might they might snatch a goal in first half, and then we might uh, rattle through them in second half. Place your bets. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go over the top confident and, and expected to back me on the arse. I'm going to go 4 0. Because why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> Danny, any 5 0? You can go 5 0. I, I mean, with your score prediction, Matt, you're harking back to the whole, oh, someone's due a battering. You know, do you remember that round <laughs> yeah, exactly. October time and end up being Sunderland? <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm going to go very pessimistic and say 1 0, but as long as we win, I don't care. 
Because I think after after Fleetwood, a win would be a perfect response that would mm. gear us up again. I think if we, if we end up drawing or even losing, God forbid, um, everybody's heads will go down, not just the players, but the fans. And I feel for the players if we do draw or lose, because knowing our fans, they will give them some stick. So I pray we win for the players' sake and they don't get abused for it. Mm. The, the, the fans' heads won't go down. Their fans' heads will explode. <laughs> um, Mick, what do you think? You said you need. You said we need a performance as well as a result. Are you going to tell me? I was just thinking. Uh, I was just thinking that. Can you imagine? I mean, and if we do lose, they're going to need that that bridge of at River Dunn because water level is going to rise about six feet. Everybody crying, isn't it? So, um, I, no. Listen. I, this is it. This is it. Our bad patch is over now. We've had we've lost two in twenty five. It's time we it's time we got our acting act, act together. We're back on it. Four nil Millers. We're going to go for it Saturday, and we're going to absolutely wipe the side. Can't believe I've just been that positive. Weird. Yeah, that that definitely needs to be clipped. What's scared of that? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been drinking. <laughs> Sorry, what's in that, in that bottle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would clip that and put it on Twitter, but then when we lose one nil, we'll uh, we'll all very stupid if we're all Cheltenham fans. See that. So I'm not going to put that. On. <laughs> no, don't put that on. Um, Russ is with us. He's going to go two one uh, with Smith. He thinks code is going to get his first league goal. Um, could have been Smith getting another goal. Not not at the end of the world. It's not. He's not not in a drought or anything like that. But it's always nice to keep that total ticking over uh, when he's had such a good season so far. Um, there we go. That's what we're going to do. That's where we're going to leave it. Thank you all for joining us. If you are watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Oh, Danny's got Danny's gone. Um, I do have one last thing to say. Um, I'm a bit heartbroken about the news that's come out saying we're not in for Jermaine Defoe this transfer window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you said we should be back, it should be great. A 39 year old striker who's probably passed it. Yeah, I, th- I think so. It just certainly rattle a few. Can you, can you imagine Jermaine Defoe in a Rotherham shirt? Like, imagine saying that to someone 10 years ago. They'd have put you in an insane asylum. Jermaine Defoe at Rotherham. <laughs> um, but no, he's, um, Paul Warren's poo-pooed it. He said his wage structure's far too big for us. Um, and when I read the, when I read the piece um, in the Star, it was so funny. Because the way Paul Warren explained it, it's like, it's a very, very serious no. But in terms of his wage structure, it, it, it's quite funny. If people can find the article, go and read it. It is quite funny. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to add that in because it's an awful shame we're not going for Jermaine Defoe. Yes. <laughs> um, is Defoe the same age as you, Mick? That's about right, isn't it? I think he's on. Uh, I think he's on about as many thousand pounds a week as I uh, as I am in years. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. a good business. Danny Bath signing for Sunderland is a really good signing for League One. Mm. I know the Pip Pip Sheffield Wednesday to him. Um, Frustratingly good business, and also Wigan Mm. signing Graham Shinney for thirty grand or whatever it were from Wigan. From Derby, sorry, that's also a really good signing. Um, yeah, but also it takes some time for it to bed in about 30 grand. Everything must go in transfer fees or, or pay, paying him that a week. Uh, that's yeah. the transfer fee. I think his, his wages are quite high. Yeah, he's going from Derby into so being about 80 grand a week. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Derby. Uh, um, yeah. For another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll so we'll find see- out what happens with them by February. Because apparently they're running out of cash by February. No, this year. That's when Derby are apparently running out of cash in February. By the time by the time we find it in February, they'll each Wickham, Middlesbrough, EFL and Derby will put 20 more statements out each. Each blaming <laughs> each other. <laughs> we'll get blamed somehow. We'll blame Boris somehow and all. It'll be, it'll be brilliant. <laughs> Did anyone see the EFL statement today? Yeah. Like a book. I <laughs> <laughs> the scroll through. I, I can't. I, don't, I ain't got time to read all that. <laughs> yeah, to the first point of the market, it's like, oh, I can't bother with my tea's ready. I was making a good like, couple of paragraphs on that rate, but I'm not ready for a full essay. 
<laughs> no, at least when Middlesbrough put theirs out, they're quite short, succinct, and they're very vicious and to the point. But they're quite really, you know, to the point. Um, it's crazy watching this all fall from the outside. So at least we're not involved. We're not involved in this kind of thing. Thankfully, we're not. So that's nice. <laughs> it's um, nonsense. Sure we can't sue somebody. It's absolute nonsense that any club would look to 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 alter the what happened last season on the basis of you know doing it in a court of law. It's just stupid. But maybe Wickham are just looking to try and waste as much time as they possibly can, as per usual, till Derby go out of business. <laughs> Could have. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. we see his interview. He's, he's a lawyer in the Wickham order. So. What else is he going to do? Well, there you go, to that's, 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 yes. that's, that's literally his job, isn't it? That, that, that explains a lot. Then that explains why we can waste so much time, in it? Because time's money, isn't it? <laughs> uh. I spoke to a Wickham fan last night on, on the EFL debate with with Gab Sutton, and he, the Wickham fan reckons we're going to go up. Very, very, very positive and nice about us. So. Mm. Yeah, I were. Um, the Wigan fans thought we were going to go up as well, but the Sunderland fans didn't think so. Sunderland can. Uh, no, yeah, of course they didn't. That was a worthy season, aren't they? Still, awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, any more for any more? Anybody else got any topics? Winches, moans you want to put forward? Nick, I'm sure you've got something to moan about. I've got lots to moan about, but I'll I'll just talk to my wife afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About your laptop. Let's not go into that. That's not subject I want to discuss at the moment. That's an off, off the record one, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> so you've mentioned the laptop, um, and just saw the lone tear come down his cheek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not fair. <laughs> there we go. Thank you all for watching. If you're on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and give us a thumbs up. If you're also on YouTube, once this finishes, go over and watch the Dan Barlester episode. If you haven't already watched it, if you've watched it, watch it again. Um, it's brilliant. It's great, lad. Fun, lots of fun stuff in there. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, it's also our podcast. There was a delay this morning getting it out, but that is out now. If you want to just audio listen to it, there was quite a lot of editing that had to go on um, for certain parts of it. But you'll you'll know why once you if you've watched it, you'll know why there was lots of editing needed for that one. Um, we will be back on Sunday evening when we will preview. A review, hopefully a review this time, for Cheltenham. And we'll do a very small preview look ahead to the Pizza Trophy with Cambridge coming back to town again on Tuesday. Uh, Lewis, it's been great to have you back, mate. We'll have you back again soon. Yeah, definitely. I've enjoyed it, lads. Thank you. Top man. Danny, it's always been a pleasure. And we will... If anybody's got any transfer questions, go to Danny, because anyone will answer them for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with some of them, my hands are tied, and I can't, like, I can't answer some of them. But if you've got a transfer rumour, please send it my way, and I can try and debunk it for you, at least. Exactly. And if, if Danny go. can't answer it, send it to me, I'll answer it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will. Yeah. Mick, it's been a pleasure. Um, we'll see you on Sunday as well. You're a liar. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye.